Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 321 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing well and having an awesome day. So today's podcast is a topic that I have been like nerdily getting into. You know, I if you've heard previous episodes of the podcast, I was born in India and I grew up in India and some of the stories from my childhood are like my most favorite things. And, you know, we all know this as people, as therapists, we're wired for story. And but the the process of telling a story, of telling an effective story online is something that I think many of us kind of may struggle with. And so I wanted to have someone on just to talk about becoming a better storyteller. We're joined by Kieran Drew. Kieran is actually my writing coach for Twitter. I'm taking a little bit of a break as I record this, but uh, hoping to be back on Twitter. But I got on Twitter, I would say at the beginning of 20, end of 2021, beginning of 2022, Honestly, Twitter was like the last place that I ever thought, <laughs> ever thought I imagined just being on. But uh, I wanted to develop as a writer and develop those kind of muscles. And I just got like really interested in it. And I just started writing some threads and Kieran and I connected. I read one of his threads and he'll mention this in the conversation. But Kieran was actually a dentist who uh, decided to become a copywriter slash storyteller. And so, but he also had a pretty crazy crazy. Basically, I had a tumor at the base of his skull when he was 16 years old and ended up having to do like over 20 hours of surgery to get all of this corrected. And, you know, he's now has titanium rods in his neck. And he wrote and shared about that story on Twitter. And it ended up going viral. And that was my first connection to him. And I felt like this real deep connection and and a connection to his humanity. And uh, I actually don't remember how we I think I just sent him a direct message on Twitter. And Kieran ended up helping me write a lot of these Twitter threads, like just being a, a second set of eyes, just look at, you know, how I'm writing. I feel like I'm an okay writer. There's still like a lot of work I have to do on the writing side of it. And uh, Kieran's just been so valuable in helping me like look at, hey, Mel, like maybe present it this way. And, you know, for example, if you lead with your best story, people aren't going to read all the way through the thread. You know, you should like save your best stuff toward the end and, you know, create sort of a cascading waterfall of information a whole bunch of interesting and stuff like that. And uh, I've learned a ton and I wanted to just have Kieran on uh, because he is one of the best storytellers that I've seen on Twitter. And there's just something about the way 
that he tells story that's just like so cool. And so if you've been struggling, one, to like categorize your stories, like the simple, boring stuff that happens in your life and the extraordinary stuff that happens in the day to day. If you've been trying to figure out a way to like catalog that in a way, definitely I would encourage you to listen to this episode. Uh, Karen has a framework and a system that I'm actually going to implement because I'm like, oh, this is genius. This makes it so much easier. And just how to tell better stories in a way that uh, is like kind of a, a structure in a structured way, but in a way that hooks people's attention. Karen has a great phrase he will mention in the episode, but he said, you know, attention, you know, people are naturally skeptical on in this online space and stories a way to cut through that and to establish that connection. So you're going to learn a ton of stuff and we'll get right into today's conversation. Here's my conversation with Kieran Drew from kierandrew.com. Hey, Kieran, welcome to Selling the Couch. Hi, Melvin. Uh, thank you for having me on, mate. Man, we were talking about this right before we even jumped into this conversation, but had it not been for Twitter and with all of its negatives, right? Like you and I would have never connected you have one, uh, you know, you've become a friend and two, you've been so helpful for me in writing these Twitter threads. Uh, and because I was struggling <laughs> and even like just even the ways that you thought about it, like about story and all of these things, I, I just am so grateful for you, brother, and uh, grateful for the work you're doing in the world uh, and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Oh, thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it. And likewise, you've been very, very uh, helpful for my own journey as well, man. So cheers. So you're not in the US, obviously. Right. Uh, so, so where are you joining us from? <laughs> so I'm from uh, the sunny, sunny old UK, north of England, coming in from uh, Leeds. Nice. And the other thing is you were actually not doing writing for a long time, right? You actually went to dental school. I did indeed. And maybe before we even jump into the meat of our conversation, which is like becoming a better storyteller, what's like the short version of like that transition of dentist to storyteller. I mean, I entered a writer. Well, uh, I'll go short story for it. Um, yeah, I was a dentist for five years of uh, uni and then five years uh, kind of graduation and becoming a cosmetic dentist. And, uh, you know, like a lot of lot of people in that sort of profession, it was very, very stressful. Um, I was working six days a week and kind of COVID hit and I realized there was a lot more to life than work. And you discover this online world and you realize that, you know, maybe selling your time isn't the best way to go about it. And I just spent over the past two years. So it's been about 25 months since I posted my first word online. I've made this transition from dentist writing in secret to writer talking about escaping dentistry, pretty much. <laughs> so a nice transition. Yeah, it is. It's quite the transition. And I mean, I, I connected before we connected, right? Like I followed you on Twitter and I remember like your thread that you wrote about your injury, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, like there was a, when I was reading through it, like I felt this connection to you. Uh, and maybe like if, before we, again, sort of dive into the deep, I, I was wondering if you could just give us a brief overview of that, like that story. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it was when it, what happened was when I was younger, uh, around the age of 16, um, I was actually about to become a pilot, um, just starting my qualifications for this. But my spine was starting to bend a little bit. And so we went to the hospital and got a scan for scoliosis, uh, which, you know, is, is serious, but not life-threatening. And I still remember the time we were sitting in the consulting room and the doctor is looking across at us and it's like, there's a problem. And 
it turns out that actually I had, you know, for the past few years, I'd had blinding headaches, but I just thought it was migraines. But it turned out I had um, broken my neck in like three, four places. And as a result, there was a tumor growing at the base of my skull that was putting pressure on you know, my nervous system, basically. And so what happened was from the age of like 16 until 20, I ended up going through about 20 hours of surgery to have part of my skull removed and my neck fused and then rods put all the way along my spine. So it was kind of a hell of a, hell of a start of uh, adulthood, but I've always said it's the best thing that's ever happened because you uh, you learn to look on the bright side when you when you have like quite a tough time early on. And also it helped me discover storytelling and you know that's kind of my way here today. Yeah, absolutely. And that particular story, right? Like when I read it, it's so memorable. Like I still remember that thread, right? And you have such a gift of storytelling and I'm just grateful we get to even have this conversation. So, you know, Kier and I, as we were thinking about this, we were like, what's the best way to present this? Because storytelling is such an art and there's so much you can go down the rabbit hole with this, right? So we wanted to keep it uh, just to give you guys like concrete information. We said, you know, why don't we just sort of share like three tips for you to become a better storyteller? And Kieran, we'll just dive into like, what would you say is kind of the first tip? Yeah, I mean, the in terms of going down the three tips, I'll leave the best one to last, you know, in classic storytelling fashion. But if we look at the first one, a lot of people think, well, most people think they're bad at storytelling, but it's not actually a lack of storytelling skill. It's a lack of inspiration because storytelling is, is like a muscle and it only gets better with time. And much like writing, the blank page is an enemy when you're telling a story. So quite often people will sit down and think, oh, you know, I have to write an email to plug my course today. And, you know, I know that storytelling is good, but if you're sitting there, and you don't have stories to hand, then it immediately becomes extremely difficult. And so I found this out the, the way when I was building my business that actually all the emails I was writing where it was just full of information didn't really go that well. But when I started telling stories about what was happening to me in general, and then at the end, plugging the product, everything was going up there. And so the first tip really to, to ace that is to start a story bank. And what a story bank, uh, this came from one of my friends called uh, Jude Law. Um, he basically says that like, if you're taking notice of what's going on around you because you know me included but most of us go through life not really taking notice we're all going quite superficially through everything but the reality is that stories are everywhere it's kind of like a third eye that you need to open up and so what you need to get into the habit of doing is being aware of when things happen to you and just recording them you know at the end of the day or immediately so that when you do do come to tell stories, you have this bank of stuff already there. And I I, I started doing this where basically um, you know, at the end of the day in my journal, I would just write down anything that had happened to me that day that could potentially make an interesting story. And 90% of it is rubbish. You know, a lot of people do ask, you know, what should I be writing down? Should, does it have to be related to my work? Like for me, does it have to be about my business, you know, as a writer? But the truth is, if you write down everything, uh, you, you'd be surprised at what you can use as a story, which it's kind of leading me on to, to point number two. But yeah, first and foremost is basically save everything that happens to you because you'll be surprised at, at what we can turn into a story. Yeah, I love that idea uh, and that phrase story bank. Again, this is probably getting a little in the weeds, but is there... Have you found like a, a best method, like put it on a phone, like have a Slack, like private Slack channel, like just write it on a journal, like, or is it kind of just depend on the more important thing is like the consistency? Yeah, I think consistency is the most important. And like, for example, I started uh, originally handwriting them because I quite like handwriting thinking, but then I would never review them. And so what I found is that I might jot it down in my journal, but I would generally save everything on Notion. It's clean, it's easy to use, easy to get onto, like with everything in terms of, 
you know, creating friction is the enemy. So whatever you find easiest to use is where you basically want to do it. I have a friend that emails himself stories because he checks his emails all the time. So like whatever you're doing, it's just making it as simple as possible to save everything. And then again, like not trying to get too much like in the weeds, but like no, with within Notion, do you have like one central document or is it kind of like one section and you've got, you know, Dory from March, 2022, you know, you got one document kind of thing. Or Yeah, there's, there's one page called Story Bank and it's set up. So it's like a table and in that table you would have what happened and then uh, the lesson and the lesson is the next point and it would also automatically fill in the date of when it happened. Um, and then so basically when I go on, I've got like, you know, like 40, 50 story ideas just there ready to go. I can quickly flick through the lessons and think, okay, that's quite cool. I could have cross apply that. So good. So the, the main two things are what happened. And so you put enough detail that uh, I would imagine like you can probably like ref, like look at it like three months later and be like, oh yeah, I remember that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And there's actually two, two reasons. So I was going to be one of the tips was uh, about the specificity. So when I'm saving the stories, I will jot down random and specific details. And not only does that help you remember stuff, but what, what actually happens is that when you say specific details in a story, and remember a story could be anything, it could be a podcast episode, it could be an email, a tweet or a thread. When you say a specific detail, it transports your listener or reader to that story. So for example, you know, you asked me about my neck. I didn't just dive in and say I had a bad neck. I told you about sitting in the consulting room when I got the news. Um, yeah, so every time you have a story, you know, if I give you an example, let's say if I said last week I... Um, so one story I actually just written down was about how I washed my car for the first time in two years. Okay. So I could say last week I washed my car or I could say, you know, last Friday, the weather was finally good in England. And, you know, I took my car to the car wash in city center and it was the first time I'd washed it in two years. And just by giving these little random specific details, the storytelling is immediately more impactful. Do you just kind of bullet those points usually or? Okay. Yeah, like it doesn't need to be much. It could literally be like the color of something or, you know, like I, I usually when I tell my next story in detail, I, I say like the, it's like a small consulting room desk and the x-rays are laid out in front of us. Um, you know, just little details like that that allow your, your reader to kind of see what you're saying instead of you just telling them. Yeah. That's so interesting. We just got back from a vacation in Connecticut, you know this. And uh, I was just thinking of like, there's so many like little memories, right? And one of them was we were on this pier and I, and the boat is like passing underneath the bridge and we look down and it's like this like turquoise colored water. And you can literally see like all the way down. And uh, so like little, little things like that would be really important as opposed to, you know, we went to, we went and ate out at a restaurant and, you know, just kind of keeping it very general, right? Like those unique turquoise colored water I saw whatever you know oh that's cool and then the lesson learned is the second part of it right so what what do you how do you generally like is it just like a one phrase thing or how do you generally note that down really it depends on what you're planning on saying usually I just put a couple of sentences and I'll flesh it out later and um, but this is actually you know the second tip is basically that with storytelling the reason why we love stories is because we've been telling them ever since you know we could communicate and online right now like you know a lot of your people um, a lot of your listeners would know because as professionals but trust is low skepticism is high and so storytelling slices through the noise because we're actually evolutionarily wired to pay attention and the reason why that's happened is because we use stories 
to pass on experiences. People that didn't listen to the stories that people were saying would end up being eaten by the lion behind the bush because they wouldn't listen to the story. And the reason why I'm saying that is that the second tip to make your story powerful is that you need to impart a lesson or else, you know, I'm sure you've listened to someone that's usually an old relative that will talk for like 10 minutes and then there's no point in the story and you're like, what the hell was that? So like, this is why, I mean, you mentioned about my Twitter thread. If you actually look at every single post, there's a lesson for the last five. This is why a story hits home. And so like, if if you want me to dive into how you kind of come up with a lesson, I'll give you a few examples. Yeah, so I call it the bridge where basically you can take uh, any story and try it. It's all about lateral thinking. It's like, how can I cross apply this to whatever I'm trying to teach my reader? So Melvin, if we actually workshop one of yours, you've just told me about a boat and, you know, like looking down and you could see so crystal clear the water and like how nice it was to see these different colored fish. You could tell this story on your podcast and then go, and you know what, read, uh, listeners, the reason why this is important is because your audience also feel the same about when you're crystal clear in your messaging. You know, when people actually understand what you're saying, everything feels a lot better you know people aren't trying to see through the murky waters they can really enjoy your points and that's all about clarity and you see how i've just done that like i'm talking about business now um this is the lesson so you know like uh about a month ago i got stuck on a mountain in snowden and i i hated every single second of it and so the story the lesson you know i'm up there thinking if i survive this this would be a great lesson for my writers it's about climbing the long mountain you know knowing which peak you're climbing up and i would maybe make the lesson as a dentist i was climbing the wrong mountain but as a writer i know that i'm on the right path and if you feel like you're not happy in your career or if you're climbing the wrong mountain here's my product come pick it up and so what you see there is the bridge is basically can you make any slight connection to what you're saying to not not just to sell you know selling is a byproduct of education it's a byproduct of adding value but it's about giving a useful lesson and then what that's done is people now trust you through the story skepticism is broken down and then you can plug your product without being like buy this immediately or your fingers will drop off it's literally just here's my story here's something cool and if you like that Here's how I can help you more on that topic. Yeah, it feels more like a invitation, right? And there's a, what's the word? There's like an authenticity to it, uh, as opposed to like, buy this, right? Like the invitation to the pay thing is almost like secondary or tertiary, but right, the, the, the lead is the story and the lesson, right? Like it comes from, a, I call it like a heart of value or place of value. You know, that's so good. And then, so the, the second tip is cut through the noise, impart a lesson. What 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 would you say is the third one? See, I mean, the third one is probably a little bit more meta than this, but it's about the mindset of storytelling. Because um, if I'm honest with you, what I've just said there, you know, a story bank specific details in a lesson, you're already ahead of 97% of people. So it's about using it now. And the reason why storytelling is important, I mean, when I, when I started writing online, I spent so long, and I'm sure a lot of your readers will probably resonate, uh, listeners, so I will resonate with this, but you can tell I'm used to writing, right? I'm always in reader mode. You're constantly trying to work out what makes you unique, you know, your specific angle. What, why are you special online? But what people don't realize is that they are the answer. And like it or not, every single thing that you project online, you know, your content, your products, your emails, whatever, everything is telling a story. And so what I would say is it's about being conscientious of the fact that if you're not telling stories to sell or just to share your ideas or to, you know, impart lessons, then even the lack of the story is harming you in a way. So, you know, if you're like, oh, you know, I'm not a good storyteller, so I'm actually just going to go straight for the sale all the time. You are going to find it 100% easier to succeed online if you can start every single point with a story, no matter what. Like uh, if you're just thinking, okay, look, I have this sales page to sell. Um, to be 
built or and it's like well what little part of myself can i talk about or my clients client success that will immediately slice through the noise because if you tell a story that your specific avatar your ideal listener resonates with you immediately stand out to them in in particular so the third step really is that when you start to practice storytelling and like i said it's muscle get into the habit of telling a story every single time you are basically trying to get someone to act and i promise you that like at first you might suck but over time you get better and better and like we all know the internet is getting busier and busier and the only way you know there's a kevin kelly quote that i love where it's you know don't be the best be the only and that storytelling is your differentiator uh, in that whole kind of well, what we're all trying to do online really i feel like this might be a really dumb question but i feel like sometimes like what's helpful for me is like a structure to storytelling because I feel like, okay, I can like talk about like looking at the ocean and seeing like, but is there sort of a weight, like a, almost like a template to telling a good story? Because you said there's like the bridge, the lesson, like I was wondering if you could flesh that out, if there is something like that, that you know, someone listening can get and then wants to start, you know, either presenting through a podcast or a blog post or something can kind of get started. Yeah. I mean, we're actually... Um, well, there are no dumb questions first. And uh, you know, in storytelling, there are definitely formats that you can use. Uh, the most popular is the hero's journey. And I can describe to you every single movie that you've watched um, in the hero's journey. The thing is, like, if I wanted to get into that actual format, it would probably take a little while to explain. But basically, you can follow these formats for storytelling that make you know that it's going to kind of resonate with the person that needs it most. So the hero's journey is about someone that wants something and they come across an enemy. You know, like if I always give Lord of the Rings an example where it's like Frodo wants to be happy, but then Sauron comes along and then that causes a problem. Then there's the quest to overcome it, you know, to avoid failure and achieve success. And actually, so I use the hero's journey all the time when I'm telling stories where, you know, it's about someone who hates their job and the problem is their boss. You know, that's the enemy, the nine to five, the grind. And a guide steps in, which is, you know, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, but it's me as the writer. And one thing that you have to remember is that you're not the hero of your story, the listener is. And so, like, I would come in as the guide and be like, you know, it's this way to Mordor sort of thing. Here's my advice to help. And then it becomes your job to talk about the failure they need to avoid and the success to come. But look, I appreciate that's quite complicated. Like, it's a very, very quick version. If people are wanting the bare basics of a story, it's what I've said, it's what happened in a specific point of time, followed by lesson, followed by, and then that's why people should care, followed by, you know, the call to action. Great. So what happened, the lesson, why people should care, and then the call to action. And do you have like really random so you have the story bank right do you have like a way of do you have like a system where you review the stories or is it more like hey i'm sitting down to write a thread or a blog post i'm just gonna go through my rolodex of you know stories or or is it more like you know once a week i kind of want to like look through my story bank and flesh it out a little bit about how i might be able to use it in the future yeah uh, so it's kind of the Rolodex idea of uh, I'll if I'm going to write an email, which is when I usually do most of my stories, I'll just have a little quick flick through and you'll immediately see what jumps out at you. But what I would say, Melvin, I know we're not here for note taking, but one thing that I do that makes sure that I review is that all of my ideas have a central folder called Idea Inbox. So nothing goes directly into where it should be, like content or business plans, etc. Everything goes into one central document, and I don't look at that document until two weeks after I've put stuff in. So what happens is. 
is I'll read that what I've put in and then go oh yeah that was a cool story and then it kind of refreshes automatically because what I found was happening and I'm sure you probably have the same where like you write a thousand notes and then you read none of them um, and like I was like I'm trying to be very efficient by having it all automatically sorted but now I introduced that manual friction and that helped a lot yeah uh yeah I love like the intentionality and yeah that's something I'm learning to uh you can automate a lot of stuff but there is like some wisdom in just like manually going through and reviewing stuff so Absolutely. Kieran, I am just so grateful for you. Uh, Grateful again for our friendship. I can't believe the time just flew by. the problem with stories <laughs> yeah yeah we, we we get wrapped up in them right uh you're doing some pretty awesome stuff in the world specifically helping uh business owners uh write stories and tell stories uh tell us a little bit more about what you do and uh, and the awesome work that you're doing in the world <laughs> yeah it's, it's an interesting question because i'm not quite sure i mean uh, i visited my mom last weekend and she was like i'm trying to tell people you're a copywriter and i don't know what copywriting means but basically what's happening with me is that um you know, like with the creator economy, you lean into your passion. I absolutely love writing. And I think that if people are able to communicate, you know, their stories and how they think and how they feel, then they really do have a great chance of building a business they love, you know, finding their fans online and then serving them with their skill. And so I like to think that my ideas are helping people, you know, that want to build a presence online. I show you how to do it in a way, the way you're not kind of chasing an audience, but you're focusing on value and getting, you know, an audience as a byproduct. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, you've been so valuable to me uh, and helping me think through this stuff. And I know that we're going to be collaborating together in the future. So you're someone that I absolutely trust. So <laughs> good stuff. It's the stories I tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and underneath the stories, it's, you know, the integrity of the person, right? So I'm so grateful for you and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Melvin. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kieran. And especially if you've been trying to figure out a more systematized way of telling stories and capturing stories for uh, to use, whether it's on podcast episodes or uh, on blog posts or Instagram or whatever social media, or just on your email newsletter. I hope that today's session has just been really helpful for you. You know, what I realized is I have this tension that I feel and which is that generally I have a pretty like boring and life. And there are things in my past and that things that do happen to me that are pretty interesting, right? And I think it's just all of us are that way, right? Like what may seem boring might be to you, maybe like exceptional or insightful to someone else. And more than anything, I hope today's session, you can just own that, that there are things in your life that can just be so like life-changing and helpful to someone. And I think it's also just motivating me to tell more stories, both on the podcast, as well as like anytime I post anything on social as well. So the the three tips that Kieran mentioned, just for reference is tip one, lack, lack of inspiration is kind of the, the biggest roadblock for a lot of storytellers. So start a story bank. And one way that you can do that is just by simply sharing, uh, just creating two columns, even like in an Excel document or Notion whatever you're using exactly what happened and Kieran noted make sure you tell like atypical details or unique details because they'll come in come in really handy later when you tell the story and then the lesson that you learned and the tip number two is storytelling cuts through the noise so impart a lesson always include a lesson that that you've shared and then the third 
tip is the mindset of storytelling. Telling a story like every single time in the content that you create, right? So whether it's a sales page, blog post, or podcast, leading with story and telling stories. You know, it's so funny as I was reflecting on this this podcast, right? There was, I've done this on the podcast without thinking about it because I, and now looking back, like when I've shared stories about our daughter or stories about my childhood or recent trips that we've taken, any of those kind of things, it's been those episodes or anytime I've shared, those tend to also get the most replies back, which is just a good and like humbling reminder for me that people resonate with story, right? And we connect and we feel that connection with one another when we tell our story and when we lead with story. You can learn more about Kieran again over at kierandrew.com and Kieran is spelled K-I-E-R-A-N. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.